0: Hello and welcome to The Little Pod, a little podcast where we take on big ideas, ask the big questions and hopefully offer a big load of support for all of you out there with little ones under five. We're back with you again coming to you from Oxford University Press where we're ready to take on the world's mysteries as we delve into what it takes to raise little explorers. I'm Robin Belfield and it's good to be here in the studio this time with two new very inquisitive guests. So before you get too curious about who they might be, let's introduce them. Today we have Alex. Alex is a father of two young girls and lives in South Oxfordshire. Hi Robin, pleasure to be here today. And joining us a little bit later on for what the experts say, we're very lucky to have Steve Marsh from the Woodland Trust. The Woodland Trust is the UK's largest woodland conservation charity. Good morning Robin. Morning both. Thanks so much for being here. So let's get started with today's big question. The big question. So today the question we're going to be tackling is, how can we encourage curiosity? For every parent who's ever heard a child ask the question, why on repeat, it would be fair to think that children are already pretty hardwired to be curious want to explore and understand the world around them. And that is definitely true. But today we want to explore how you can harness that inquisitiveness and help your child as they puzzle over the burning questions they have about the world. Whether it's how gravity works or why a rainbow has those colours or why insects are so important. There's so much fun to be had together. Alex, let's start with you. As a parent, how much time do you spend out and about exploring with, with your children?
1: As much as possible, really, Um, I remember as a child myself, fond memories of exploring my local area um, on my bicycle with my friends and the experience that that gave me in terms of developing independence and confidence, resilience, these skills that have helped me ever since and into my adulthood. So I want to give my children the same opportunities and, and to do that, I try and get out and about with them as much as possible. Um, And it doesn't always have to be something that doesn't fit into your everyday life. It might be something as simple as my little girl loves riding her bike and wants to ride her bike to school. Um, So on a nice sunny morning or a dry day, I'll do that with her if I can to give her that experience of getting out and about and building that confidence. It might be after school, picking her up and taking her down to the local park or the river um, to notice things that are happening there. Um, to just sit and and have her after school snack outside and and develop that exploration or desire to want to explore, and so every day try and build it into life. You know, in the weekday it's it's more difficult with the demands of work and schooling. Um, but on the weekend, certainly, if we are able to get maybe a little bit further afield and go somewhere new, um, if I can do that with my children, then I'll always try and take those opportunities.
0: And are there things that they're particularly curious about and? And if so, what do you do to help them explore those?
1: I think um, children, in my experience, my children certainly, they, they've tended to be curious about things that their parents have shown a curiosity in themselves. And I think um, we have a large role to play in demonstrating curiosity to our children so that they see it as something that they want to aspire to be themselves to. Um, my wife's a history teacher, so she has a natural curiosity in in history and and things from the past and we've given our girls experiences taking them to local museums that obviously free to go to um and so seen some of the artifacts and some of the historical um things that are on display there and that's really um developed a curiosity in in our old eldest daughter in in history and, and those sort of things um she has a natural curiosity in in the nature and, and animals um, and so it's about getting out and noticing things, seeing those uh, animals in their natural habitat or, or going home and looking at those those in books or on the internet, for example. She's also got a real fascination at the moment with um, which animal would win in a fight between <laughs> these two different types of animals. And um, I think at first I was a little bit um, unsure of where that interest came from, but I think it stems from her wanting to know a little bit more about the kind of physiology and and the size and the strength of these different creatures and that's her way of comparing them in in a way that makes sense to her. Um, So I try not to shut down her lines of inquiry, I try and take a genuine interest in them and kind of see them as um, valuable. Um, She's got a real fascination with what is the biggest or what is the largest or what is the fastest or what is the smelliest, the, the kind of world record questions. She really wants to know the extremes. And so um, that's, that's led us to lots of kind of conversations around that and, uh, and some quite interesting avenues as well. So they're things that, that she's demonstrated curiosity in so far in her life.
0: Great. Right. And um, do you find there's anything that stops you or, or, or inhibits you from exploring with your children?
1: Well, as a parent, we're obviously very conscious of keeping our children safe. And in today's society, there is pressures on us as parents to not give children those opportunities to explore as much as perhaps maybe we had when we were younger. Um, And I think that's something that can prevent us from being brave and giving those exploration um, moments to them. Um, But I think Steve will talk about this potentially more. Um, the importance of us as parents being there with them um, and that being a a safety blanket and kind of ensuring that that isn't as much as a problem as perhaps we might fear. Um, And of course, the other thing that can stop us from exploring with our children is is just our our day-to-day lives, having the time to do it, feeling that we don't know how to explore and and lacking that confidence ourselves. Um, And of course, the British weather doesn't always play ball so that, that can often um, make things tricky getting outside. But um, I think all of these are problems that we can get around and um, that we can find solutions to. Um, so fundamentally, I guess the answer to that question is no, there's not much that stops me from exploring with my children.
0: And, and how much of this, how much of a priority um, to help your children question things, to develop that curiosity?
1: It's a massive priority. Um, I, I want my children to grow up as critical thinkers. I want them not to accept things at face value and ask questions um, sensitively, but um, inquisitively about the world, um, not only for their own personal development, but for, for a lifelong skill that gives them an inquiring mind and wants to know more. Um, so for me, it's massively important. Um, and you know, the flip side of this as a parent is that you're you're teaching your children to question things and therefore question you. And at times that is tricky, you know, questioning what time to go to bed or what's for dinner. That could be quite frustrating as a parent. But I, I think I'd much rather have children who have that spirit um, than children who are much more placid and, and kind of accepting things as they are all the time. And it's a tricky balance to find, obviously. Um, but, uh, yeah, for me, developing curiosity is really important. Um for themselves and and for, for society as a whole. Great, thank you. Steve, it will be great to hear your views on all of this and find out what the
0: experts say. What the experts say. Steve, when we talk about being curious about the world around us, that could be nature,
2: could be science, could be how things work, history, as we've spoken about, what does curiosity really mean? It's a really good question, isn't it? What is curiosity? So it's an interest, isn't it? It's a want to learn. It's a fascination in things. It's it's a want to find out what, where, when, how, how much, why. And that's what curiosity is, I think. And I think that is um up all, as you said, it's it's natural to a child to be curious, to want to find out things, to want to know how big things are, who would win in a fight. What's got the worst sting? What's got the smelliest poo? You know, it is feeding into what children are really interested in and want to find out.
0: So, why is it so important to engage with our children when they show curiosity about something, or or to try and spark that curiosity in the first
2: place? Really interesting. About a decade ago, we did a project, a uh, project called Project Wild Thing, which was basically a film that came out, which was all about children losing touch with nature. You know, nature is in decline we've lost about 50% of our species over the last 20, 30 years. They're all in decline, especially woodland species. But also kids' engagement with nature is in decline. You know, we're losing playing fields. There is the fear that parents have of allowing us to free roam like we did when we were kids, when we you know, got chucked out the door at nine in the morning and didn't go back till tea time. And all of this is important because in order to care about nature, care about the environment, look after it, you have to be interested in it. And if kids are losing interest, then they're going to be the ones who are going to inherit the environment we've got today, which will be a much trickier place than, we, than we've got now. And so that curiosity, that love is really important to put in them early because it's something they can always fall back on. Pre this podcast, I had a chat with my daughter, who's now eight now, slightly older than the, the kids we're talking about today. But I asked her why she loved nature. She loves nature. She loves being outdoors. And she said, it's the feeling of freedom I get in nature that I love and also that there's always something new to discover and I think that from an eight-year-old is exactly what it's about there's always something new to discover now we've been lucky we've been on some holidays to the Hebrides but she discovers stuff in our garden every day a new bug a new mini beast a ladybird something a spider that's doing something that's done a great web and I think one of the really important things is nature is all around us no matter where we live, whether we live in the country or whether we live in the cities, and we just have to look. And I think really important that we give our kids this curiosity and this interest in finding new things, these mini-adventures that they can go on, because it will set them up not only in their adulthood for that interest, but also, hopefully, they can become the, the Chris Packhams of the future. You know, we need these people who take the fight for... For the environment and for nature forward and maybe Woodland Trust staff of the future who can help us to take that conservation message, look after the environment and hopefully leave the planet in a better shape than maybe we, we inherited it.
0: You work for the Woodland Trust and you work with lots of little ones and, and their parents helping them explore the natural world. What advice would you give parents who, who really want to help grow their child's curiosity about nature?
2: what things really important is is that we don't expect all of us adults to be the experts in something all the time or know what to do and actually i think sometimes we can feel we need to have degrees in environmental science to be able to go and discover bugs or plants or flowers but that's not the case and i think actually what it is is about going to the place and just not giving yourselves any of these prescribed ideas about what it is you're going to find or discover and also not being afraid to tell your kids that you you're not going to know the answers to everything. And I think that's why we've got our Nature Detectives Club, which is really cool because it's resources of what you can do when you get outdoors. It's either spotter sheets for leaves or it's track sheets for what animal tracks look like. Or one of the most favourite downloads is Poos and Clues. (laughs) And it's the poos of animals. And I think that's one thing because if you go building up kids for what they're going to find when they go to a woodland or something and they don't, then that's disappointing. And then next time you try to get them out, they're going to remember that disappointment and not want to go. So it's really important to try to not be too sort of prescriptive on what's going to happen when you get there. We're going to go on a little adventure and we're going to see what we find. And then even the tiniest bug or the tiniest flower or the most interesting fungi suddenly becomes a success. And I think that's what we'd say to parents is that kids have a natural curiosity. They will lead you. You take them somewhere. And they'll show you what they're curious in. They'll show you what they're finding. And our job there is just to encourage that and, and to go along with it.
1: Um, Alex, let's bring you back in. Did, did you have a question for Steve? I did, yes. Um, that was really interesting to listen to, Steve. Um, and I know a lot of parents struggle sometimes getting their kids into these places, the great outdoors, the, the Woodland Trust spaces. So what, what do you say to those parents? What can they do on a kind of more local scale? To stimulate that curiosity in nature
2: it's a really good question Alex so nature's everywhere if you look for it it could be in your house it could be in your garden it could be on the way to school it could be in parks or it could be in woodland and I think that's really key you don't have to be going to Orkney to look at killer whales to experience nature it's everywhere and encouraging kids to look around for it it could be an ant you know the amount of fascination my daughter's got from watching ants on a pavement And that's still that curiosity. That's still that engagement with nature. It's still that fascination that's really important. And I think that's what it's about. You don't feel you have to go on a huge expedition. I think one thing we're really good at as parents is giving ourselves a hard time. But actually, kids will lead us into that interest. So have a look. Look at the spider's web that's in your hand. Look at the ants in the path. You know, it doesn't have to be a big wow thing. So I'd say look out for nature wherever you are and you'll find it. One of the really good examples is that in Lemmington Spa, there's falcons living in one of the towers in the town. And so actually, who would know they were there? But they've put them on a little sort of um trail cam now, and you can watch it online and then you can go into the town and you can see them sitting up there. You know, nature is everywhere if we look for it. I think that's really important. But also, we know that getting out into nature is really good for both physical and mental well being. And so And getting out to nature could be a walk in the park and it could be going to a wood. And I think the one thing the Woodland Trust has is that all our woodland sites are free public access. So even people who don't have much accessible money can go to one of our sites. And on our website, we've done a lot of deals with a lot of other conservation organisations. So There's 14,000 woodlands on that website. And if you put your postcode in, it will tell you where your nearest one is. And it will give you directions on how to get there, whether it's public transport, whether it's walking, whether it's in the car. So don't be afraid to, to dive in, to find somewhere to go. And I think that's really what's most important.
0: Yeah. Alex has uh, mentioned some of the difficulties he, he might come across. But what do you think are the, are the main difficulties that parents and carers face when it comes to harnessing curiosity?
2: I think we've all got the parent fears about safety these days, you know, you don't want to let your kids go off wandering around the wood. And that's fine. You know, you probably you probably wouldn't, especially in early years. I mean, that would be crazy. But I think what it's about is not being afraid that you're not the expert and allowing your kids to see that you're learning too. And actually, that's where fun comes in. And I think um, it's where to go, find out where to go, how to do, what to do, all of these barriers around safety. But, you know, it could be a mini adventure could be five minutes. It could be an hour. You don't have to go on a five-hour trek. And so, what I think these barriers are is that we, as adults, put them in place ourselves because we think that what isn't gonna, what we're gonna do isn't good enough. So, I think what's really um, interesting is that you know, find a place to go to. That's the first thing. And your kid's natural curiosity will will lead you on a journey yourself. So don't be afraid to go with them and look at what they're finding and collect it. There's a really lovely thing that Aborigines used to do called journey sticks. And when they went on a journey, they used to collect things that they saw on their journey. And then when they went back, they could give the stick and another Aborigine could follow the same path by following what's on that stick. And we do a little form of that with my daughter whereby she just collects stuff. You know, my pockets are full of stones and mosses and shells on the beach and things like that. And I think that's what it is. It's learning together. So as a parent, you go, go to the woodland, and that you're not going to know what flowers they are, what fungi they are, but that's okay. Take them home and then discover together what they are. You can look on the internet and find out what they are. That's part of the learning. So I'd say to parents, you know, don't feel you have to be an expert to go. You don't. Learning together is part of the fun and will help their curiosity and interest.
0: Yeah, that's great. There's some really immediate rewards that we can get from from that too. But thinking about... Um, a child's future learning as they they grow up. Why do you think it's important to engage uh, your child with these questions about how things work and and why things are the way they are?
2: It's a really key skill going into adulthood, isn't it? Curiosity, questioning why things work, how things work, what should be working. And that's what we all do every day, even as adults. And I think it's really important because also um, the early years curriculum includes all of these things under the umbrella of your world. And actually, what we're really doing at this age is important to find and follow what their children's interests are. And by all means, some children will not have an interest in nature in the outdoors. But it's important to give our children as many experiences as possible so they can find those interests. And I think that's what's key. And nature may well be one of those. But if we don't go out and we don't give them a chance, then they've got no chance of having an interest in nature. So I think it's about a lifelong skill that we're learning to question, to understand and to find interest. Um, And as a whole, you know, we need to find these children that are going to be the stewards of the environment for the future. And there won't be all of them. But if we don't give them the opportunity, we certainly won't find them. Um, Thanks so much, Steve.
0: There's so much advice in there. If we were going to boil it down to the top tips on how parents and carers can tap into their child's curiosity, what would you
2: suggest so my first tip would be place find a place to that enables them to show their natural curiosity and follow it the second one would be discovery give them a chance to discover what they find interesting don't set expectations and allow that to be a natural discovery and if you really want prompts the woodland trust has some great information on its website to find out about animal species and it has a website called tree tools for schools which has spotter sheets that you can download, whether it's the first signs of spring, animal tracks and things like that. And encourage and learn together. You know, go out and don't set yourself expectations. Just go and see what you find. And I think that's what my, my key tip.
0: Great. Thank you so much.
2: All of this just makes me want to get outside and
0: explore the local woodland, actually. Um, and it's great that so much of it is so easy to do wherever you live. We really hope that this has inspired you too and that you've got some practical tips from this podcast and now you've got great ideas to go away with and encourage all that natural curiosity that your little ones are brimming with. We'll be back soon with another little pod taking on another big question. But until then, my thanks to both our guests for sharing their experiences and their advice. Thanks for having me. Good luck on your little micro adventures.
1: Thanks, Robin. It was lovely to talk to both you and Steve today. It's been fantastic to have you with us.
0: And to you, our listeners, we look forward to you joining us again next time here on The Little Pod.